Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This edition of How to Be a CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. When Raphael Sofalu came up with the idea of the Black Business Show, an opportunity for black entrepreneurs to meet, network and show off their companies, there was, in some quarters, scepticism. Now it sounds um, it sounds kind of ludicrous and crazy. Someone said, is there even enough black businesses for you to do this show year on year? Do you know, literally there's, you know, we, we have hundreds of black owned businesses. We can't actually fit all of our black owned businesses into our show. Now that one show is part of Black Business Week. Around 15,000 attendees are expected this year to see speakers including Stephen Bartlett, Dr Anne-Maria Maffedon and Frank Bruno at venues across London in October. It's one of the biggest events of the year and get this, it started as a side hustle. So I would go to work, get up at six, be at work for, for nine, do a full working day and then start and work, working on my business from like 7pm, probably finish that around... 1am, get back up again. So it was a huge, you know, like the hours I put in was crazy. I'm David Marsden from the Evening Standard. Now, Raphael is one of a panel of top entrepreneurs who will be judging the AXA Startup Angel competition being run in partnership with the Evening Standard. They're searching for new businesses to launch with two top prizes of £25,000 plus mentorship with people like Raphael himself, Sharmadine Reed, and the founders of Bosch, Henry Firth and Ian Thiesby. You'll also get business insurance for a year thanks to AXA. Entries close on June 4th, so you better get over to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel pretty quick to have a look at the T's and C's and get your business idea out there. We'll be getting some tips from Raphael on what he's looking for in a standout business idea. But before we get to that, let's start with the man himself. The Black Business Show started in 2017. It's now the biggest event of its kind in the UK and Europe. How did that happen? Yeah, it's so crazy because a lot of people say that they're like, oh, it wasn't, it hasn't been that long since you started, but it really feels so long for me. <laughs> I <laughs> bet it does. Just because of like the, the amount of changes that have taken place, the growth, the development of our conference. But yeah, set up in 2017, we had for our first one around 25 stands and 500 attendees, small for our first one. Now the UK Black Business Show is a part of also a whole week of events, so UK Black Business Week. So yeah, it's really, really just just growing. And one, I think one of the kind of key things why I like the um, the AXA Startup Angel competition is because mm-hmm. when I set up my, my business, I bootstrapped. So I had to use 
pretty much, if you know what bootstrapping is, you know, my own money using the revenue from the business to reinvest year on year. And actually, if I had that capital at the beginning, I feel like I could have got a lot further. I know a lot of people say it's quick as well, that, um, but I feel like I could have got a lot further, like really, really quickly. So that's why I feel, feel like it's a great idea, you know, offering these businesses, the cash and the mentoring, which is key to really just kind of enhance their business and to, to grow quicker. Yeah, I want to talk to you about the Access Startup Angel competition later because you are one of the angels who's looking at that. So I want to speak to you about what kind of businesses and things you're expecting and, and, and who you think is going to do well. But just staying with the Black Business Show just now, I mean, you talked about it being small, but 500 people isn't that small. There was clearly a demand for something like this. Why hadn't it been done before, Raphael? Oh, 100%. Um, there, there, there definitely was a demand. I think, I mean, for myself, I was I was surprised it hadn't been done as well, actually, when I thought of it. Not only was it was I the target audience, because I was creating it for myself, really. But, you know, in business, if there's something that's a problem sometimes for you, then there's the likelihood is that there's other people like you out there as well. So when we launched, we pretty much, I booked the space for 25 stands, but in that first year, we actually got inquiries for from 300 Black-owned businesses wow. to exhibit. Um, but we couldn't increase because I had already paid it, and also I didn't have the money to, to pay for a bigger space. So very kind of early on, I kind of knew that there was a big demand. People were really excited about it. Just about the opportunity to be in an environment with like-minded Black entrepreneurs and professionals. I mentioned it before when I was kind of working for a company or I was going to different events, there would be so many times I would be like the only black person in the room. And I talk about role models a lot as well and how, you know, it's good to a lot of my business role models growing up were the people like Richard Branson, Alan Sugar, all the, the kind of business people that you would see on TV, when actually it's also important to have business role models that also look like you, who've come from the same background, whether you're, you know, um, a black business owner looking at, you know, black role models, whether you're a woman looking at, you know, women role models, it's it's really important. So, you know, I hope this is a show that actually is, you know, showcasing role models now um, and, and giving that younger generation a bit of, you know, inspiration. Is that the importance of having a space like this exclusively for black businesses? Because as you've said, you've gone to lots of conferences and there have been black faces there, but not predominantly. Is it important to have that thing that people can walk in and go, yeah, I can do this? Oh, 100%. So our slogan for the UK Black Business um, Show was to inspire and connect. So to to create connections, um, but also that inspiration to be inspired when you go there, whether you're a black entrepreneur, whether you're a black professional, to come out of there feeling, you know, actually I can do this as well. I can be become a multi-million pound business as well. You know, I can get to a senior position in my company. And the connections is also so important. You know, we've got some great stories of people um, attending our show last year and then getting a job at JP Morgan. Or we've had some great stories of people finding their business partners at our 2018 show. And now they've got really successful businesses together. So essentially, somebody, you know, our shows are really, really changing people's lives by, you know, those networking opportunities, those connections, but also just feeling inspired as well. And, and what I think you're saying is actually quite important there is that it's an opportunity for people to stand out 
to go here I am and for others to, to discover them then. yeah exactly huge opportunity and I'm really kind of grateful that you know um again that that the idea the idea came from <laughs> came from me and really and truly it's just I'm just kind of like a vessel doing the event and the, the I mean the event will last longer than me I'm hoping so it's it's, it's bigger than myself but yeah, it really, really is important for, to, to, to have a platform like this. I feel like there's a good scaling up story in here because you talked about having those 25 stands and then 300 people are trying to get, get a space in there. So very, very quickly, you must have had to scale things up. How did you do that? How did you go, right, okay, so here's what we had. It's bigger than what I thought it was going to be and next year is going to be even bigger what do we, did you have a moment going like what do I do now? <laughs> or did you just go right? We're going to do this. It's so interesting because there's that for us. There's that pressure every year. Not only is it kind of people come away, they love the show, and they're like, "How are you going to talk it next year?" And then then you're like, "Oh my gosh, um, like you've had this person this year. How are you going to talk it? You've got Stephen Bartlett this year. Who are you going to get next?" It's do you know what I mean? It's loads of kind of different pressures, but. I've always, some of the things that I focus on is, you know, execution, excellence and longevity. Those are like my free kind of mantras. So, you know, we get the feedback as well from attendees, from exhibitors, from sponsors on how we can improve the show. You know, we ask them, you know, what would you like to see? And literally, I was just kind of reinvesting my money year on year. Um, so using the money from the ticket sales, the sponsorship, the exhibitors as well to, to continue to grow and to, to continue to market it. I, I think 20, going 2020 to 2021 was my full kind of like, it was when I created the UK Black Business Week and I had the opportunity also to kind of properly go full time because for a long time I was doing it part time as well. So I was juggling work um, as well, which is a lot of people didn't know that because it, it was so big, people didn't understand that I was doing it part time, but I was literally going to work. And at, at that time, people were still traveling to work every day. So I would go to work, get up at six, be at work for, for nine, do a full working day. And maybe at lunch, I'm sneaking out to speak to a sponsor in the hotel <laughs> nearby, getting back, getting back home, um, having my, 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 my dinner, um, and then starting work, working on my business from like 7 p.m., probably finish that around. 1am get back up again so it was a huge you know like the hours I put in was crazy while I was doing doing it part-time yeah. um but I got into a really kind of good position by 2020 to 2021 to be able to hire a full-time team and now I've got a team kind of doing a number of different things we've got a COO um underneath me marketing manager operations sales um and loads of people that help out on the day so it's been a real journey to kind of get so that actually that that full time kind of business owner and entrepreneur and CEO, you know, I feel like now, like the last few years, I can now fully call myself a CEO um, because I felt like I was calling myself founder and CEO, but I didn't have anyone that worked for me. <laughs> I'm the CEO of um, me. <laughs> yeah, founder and CEO of like myself, and um, but yeah, now I've got kind of a, a, a big team and. It's yeah, it's it's a different it's a different dynamic having a team. 
coming into the office every day with your team, you know, managing performance and things like that. But yeah, I mean, it's a great journey. I love what I do as well. So it's definitely rewarding. I think it's wild that the Black Business Show basically started as a side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be yeah. completely bonkers to me because you've got all these people coming in here. And this was, <laughs> this was just like a thing you were doing on the side. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's really so interesting <laughs> you use that term because I'm actually working on something um, with that like that whole idea premise about kind of side hustling, et cetera, and, you know, it coming into like a full-time business, et cetera, like a little kind of blog. But yeah, again, you know, I always knew the potential. I think it's really interesting when we think of like business ideas, some of the best businesses have been created out of that, you know, either frustration or inspiration. Yeah. So even things like, I think um, a guy called Zhang Kum, I think he was the creator of WhatsApp. Um, and I think he was like frustrated about not being able to um, update people about where he, where he was um, when he was at the gym. I think, yeah, if you research into it, it's really interesting. So there's so many ideas that have create, been created out of that, you know, frustration um, or, you know, inspiration. And literally that was it. I wanted to create that space for myself, but also by creating that space for myself, I was also helping so many other people like me who also yeah. needed it as well. And is that why you wanted to get involved with the AXA Startup Angel? Because you're going to be one of those entrepreneurs who are on the, this panel looking at the entrance and the people trying to to, try to win what are pretty you know great rewards for entering this competition. What are you looking for? What do you hope to see? Yeah, um, the, the lineup's incredible, by the way. Um, I think I'm really kind of also blessed to be alongside some 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 great fellow judges as well. So Sharmadeen Reed, um, who I've admired for a long time, Ian and Henry um, Bosch as well, who are great. Um, all kind of in kind of different spaces, but all kind of got really kind of positive businesses as well. Um, so in, they do the kind of like the vegan food and Sharmadeen, she's got the network for women. I've got the network for like black business owners, entrepreneurs. So when you, if I was to say what I'm looking for, and I can only speak for myself, but I feel like all of our judges, we're kind of aligned because of like some of our goals and mission. You know, something that can have an impact on the world. Of course, business has to make money, but also, you know, what impact can it have on others? You know, what problem are you solving? Um, so for me, that's what I, I, I want to see. You know, how, how, how wide is that problem? You know, is it just a problem that people are facing in, in London? Is it a problem which people are facing in the UK or is it a problem that people are facing worldwide because then you can start to think okay how big can this business be and I think it's also I speak to a lot of investors as well just because I've got investor friends but a lot of people as well when they look to invest in people they invest in the uh, invest in businesses they invest in the people the founders so I want to see that you know I want to see that hunger from them I want to see them thinking big as well yeah, I, th I think that's it. I know I've fully gone over. <laughs> no, <laughs> no it, sounds, it sounds really good. And who do you want to see applying for these kinds of things? Who do I, I, I want to see everyone. I always say, if you've got an idea that you just can't stop thinking about, you've got to apply. There's business ideas that have been in my mind and I just can't stop thinking about it. And I'm like, I have to do it. Um, so that whether it's like an extension of the UK Black Business Show 
etc or this or that for example i published my book my first book um, with, with dk and penguin in 2021 um, in the uk and us i've always wanted to be able um, to, to write a book mm-hmm. uh, and then the opportunity kind of came about kind of through my agent um but i say if there's you know something that you can't stop thinking about you think it's a great idea you need to apply for it you need to go for it because also as well at the same time there's someone in the world who has the same idea as you. Um, so you have to beat them to it. Yeah. Because so many people, and I'm sure loads of business owners get this, they come up to you and be like, oh yeah, I thought of doing that idea. Mm-hmm. It, and it happens all the time. And it's just because there are so many people in this world. So you've got to, you've got to move quick when you have a great idea or someone will come and do it. Okay, let's go to the ads. And if you've got that burning business ambition that you just can't get out of your head, go to standard.co.uk forward slash access startup angel and tell us about it. Remember, you've got until June 4th to put your entry in. Standard.co.uk forward slash access startup angel. Why not have a look right now? We'll even stick a direct link in the show notes. So all we have to do is hit a button. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. So what's the difference then between someone who has a great idea and then just sits on it and then someone like you who goes ahead and does it or the the founder of WhatsApp you were talking about? What's the difference there between those people? Not being afraid to fail. Yeah. Not, yeah, not being afraid to fail, you know, kind of letting go and forgetting about kind of everyone. You're focused on this business and, you know, you're, you, you know that, you're, you're going to push on that resilience. And yeah, for, for me, it's about, you know, just jumping in there. Like entrepreneurs are the biggest risk takers. Um, I know it's cliche, but a lot of people, they don't gamble on themselves. So it, it's very easy for you to, you know, go out and spend a lot of money on kind of clothes and restaurants 
um, that as soon as it comes to your business, you're like, mm, you know, <laughs> you know, they, they could spend up to a grand on a, you know, a luxury item um, or they could spend loads on a night out. But as soon as it comes to, OK, um, it's 500 pounds to design your website and your logo. They're like, oh, you know, they start to. Think, but I think starting to take that gamble, you know, betting on yourself. If there's anything that you want to bet on, it's yourself. Yeah, that's that's the difference. Did you feel that people were betting against you at any point? That's that's a great question. Yes, I did. You know, I had very early on there, there were doubters. You know, I had I think someone told me which it, now it sounds um, it sounds kind of ludicrous and crazy. Someone said, is there even enough black businesses for you to do this show year on year? <laughs> and, you know, literally there's, you know, we we have hundreds of black owned businesses. We can't actually fit all of our black owned businesses into our show. Um, but also at the same time, we haven't even reached everyone in the UK who we would like to reach. Um, so there was, you know, people who, you know, did, didn't think, you know, it, it would be a success. A number of kind of different hiccups as well, kind of speaking to like vendors, etc. cetera, um, at, at, at the beginning. So I will say kind of those people. Um, and also, I'm not too sure if people thought I would carry it on year on year. I decided that I'm going to do this. And this is going to be something every Black History Month, even if I'm not making profit this month, this year, we're going to go again next year because this is what the people want. They want it. They love it. And I got to a position where I was almost obliged. I had to do it because it wasn't just for me anymore. Yeah. People needed it. Um, so I think that also helped me to, to have that resilience to be like, even the days when you feel like, oh, I want to quit. Um, <laughs> no, because actually um, you just had 3,000 people come to your event last year. Where are those people going to go next year? How are you going to explain to people that you've decided you're not doing the show because you're tired? It's, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a lot of those things. But, you know, I think, you know, when people are betting against you, when there's kind of those hiccups in the roads, those are what defines an entrepreneur. Those are what kind of makes a CEO as well, how you navigate these things. You know, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, they went to a next level during kind of the pandemic and COVID. Yeah. Because they had to think on their feet. It was almost like a training camp. Like anyone who's a business owner, an entrepreneur, you went up another level or two if you got through that. Because the way you would have to pivot, the way you would have to think quickly, managing your team, um, it required a new version of you, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I go into so many different things when I start. <laughs> well, there's so much to talk about. However, I have gone a little bit over time. So one question we always ask at the end of these things is, is people on their journey to become a CEO. Can you remember what your first ever job interview was? And how did that go? How old were you? Where was it? How, how, did, how did it go down? Wow, my first ever job interview. So my first ever job, it depends what you mean by job. Do you mean, because my first ever job was retail, uh -huh. uh, working for, was working for Boots. Um, <laughs> but my first actual job, like out of uni, um, I was working for a media company. Um, 
kind of selling digital advertising space in some okay. of like the local newspapers. Um, so like the Hackney Gazette and things like that. Um, that one when, uh, so I'll talk about both. The one for yeah. Boots, it was kind of, uh, well, I didn't get it. Um, and then <laughs> I came back, um, then I interviewed for another store and learned from the mistakes that I made from the first one. And, and I got that. So my first one was actually terrifying. I didn't know how to present myself. I think I was even like slouched on my chair. I'm feeling bad now. Um, Hold on. I'll say. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know like the basic things to do in an interview. Um, so I learned from those and, and kind of got prep and then I got my second one, which was great. So I had a nice little kind of side job at, at uni working for Boots. Um, and then my first into my, my first proper job out of kind of uni was that digital advertising space. And I, I remember I, I absolutely smashed the interview and uh, the lady, um, she's great as well. Um, she, she's just reti- retired now. She's like, you know, when you finish, you know, like with like the Man United players, they will always call Sir Alex Ferguson like boss. Yeah. Gaffer. Yeah. That's, that's like this person. She's like that. She's like, that's boss to me. Um, so she kind of helped me get in. And at the interview, she was just like, I looked at your CV and I've got to be honest, I wasn't going to give you this job off your CV. And I was just like, why? She was just like, it, it doesn't show you in in the best light. You could have made yourself a lot better. Like now interviewing you, you're fantastic. She was just like, let me be honest, I've just given the, the job to someone before you. So this this interview was just almost like a formality. I had to have it. But guess what? I'm going to make an extra space. We're going to hire two of you because I think you're absolutely great. So I'm going to find budget for you. And that was my first kind of job that I got out of um, uni. And it just showed me that you can change anyone's opinion um, on you, you know, and, you know, being yourself is almost like a superpower. You know, I I love there's a quote that says, you know, be yourself because everyone else is taken. So, you know, (laughs) using yourself and using what's good about you to to impress people, whether that's sponsors, partners, et cetera. Um, So, yeah, that's my stories about my my, my first interviews. That was Raphael Sofaluk, founder and CEO of The Black Business Show. For more news, interviews and analysis, check out the Evening Standard newspaper or go to standard.co.uk forward slash business. How to be a CEO is back on Monday. We'd love to see you then.